Hey everybody, it's Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor doing a podcast, a drive home podcast. About time's long day today, guys. Long day, but we're through it. Tomorrow, I have a day-long training. Get to learn about medical marijuana tomorrow, so that ought to be interesting. I actually convinced one of my uh, co-workers to go because they told them they were giving out samples. (laughs) And he believed me. Yeah, sometimes I am a little fucker, but I'm okay with that. Last night, game night. No, it wasn't game night. It got canceled. My Wednesday night crew does not like the game unless everybody's there. And that's okay by me. It's my long-standing group, and and uh, they just decided that uh, since uh, one of our guys couldn't make it, had other immediate family familiar familiar obligations arose and those have to take priority every time and no issue with that however i still wanted to see how that was going to play out with the the um them with the big what do you want to call it an epiphany that uh that their god that they've been kind of following is a bit evil, very evil. And what I was going to do, and I thought about this uh, last night, one of the devices I would thought about using is going through the different sessions that we had and replaying some of the things that people had said and warned them about, about reclaiming this temple and about how fucking evil it is and And, I mean, they they had been warned more than, I don't know, a handful of times about uh, awakening the temple. So, just to kind of give them a little, like, you know, oh shit moment, you know, to get to the the realization of what these other, even these creatures, the goblins were, were, they didn't want to attack them, but the goblins wanted to not. He's like, don't do this. You don't know what it's going to do around here. You don't know what you're dealing with or what you're going to awaken. You know, the goblins didn't quite understand it. They just knew there's some bad, bad, bad mojo down below. And they didn't want it. They're already dealing with enough horrible stuff. They didn't want it awakened. Well, the players thought if they awaken it, they can get rid of all this, you know, the nastiness in the, in the, um, the, the forest, but what they're really doing is just creating a, a bigger, more eviler thing to encroach through the territory. So it'll be interesting to see how the players do, see what they do with it. And I'm hoping that kind of device gets them to, I don't know, just to realize that it's been an ongoing thing. It, this did not come out of, I just didn't put a random things in a hat and pull that one out of the hat. But, uh, yeah, and I'm still, um, considering tweaks. I've got, uh, I got a, a, um, interesting link and I'm, and I apologize to who gave it to me because I can't remember offhand. Uh, they sent me a link over MeWe. And it's kind of an interesting article. It was written back, I think, in 2014. And again, apologize. I don't remember 
who wrote it. Somebody I, I read fairly often, though. And he was talking about clerics and how clerics were misunderstood in role-playing. And, you know, the tone, I understood where he was going with it, but the thing is, is you don't, you don't understand what, how I do my clerics in my campaign. So understanding how they work is very presumptuous in a lot of ways because not all, not everybody uses them the same way or wants to. Um, but he had some, but, but still read it and it was still a very good article and actually, it would have been an article I would have liked to have read uh, at the beginning of the campaign to to uh, take it more into consideration. But by this time, it would have to be for the next one that I do. Um, but basically, it was talking about how the cleric is, I think what uh, Eric in his podcast was saying today, how... In BX, a cleric is just as good as a fighter as a fighter. I mean, they're, they can stand toe-to-toe, can wear the armor, do the damage. You know, there's nothing really... When you measure up a cleric, there's no real difference. I mean, but... but uh, or when, you, when you're looking at them, you know. Uh, but then, the, of course, the clerics have the turn ability. And then they have the spells and all that stuff. But I don't mind loading up a, a class with some extras and some funsies. I mean, I don't mind that at all because I like my game to be a little bit more customizable. Um, but I always go through with the players too. I, I, I always say, well, let's play test it. See if it works for you. See if it works for me. And if it, if it seems pretty cool, if it hits all the right buttons, it makes the game a little faster or uh, funner. And makes gives you a, few, a couple more options. Let's do it. Let's make it fun. Like I said, because my game is such a deadly game, you know, you can have all the bells and whistles that you want, but when the ogre crushes your skull with one swipe of his uh, club, well, well, doesn't all those fancy doodads don't usually help you with that. So, um, so yeah. And plus, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for more of a little higher power campaign because I've been, you know, everybody starts, you know, most of the campaigns start at first level and people grind it out. They love their low levels. They love their low levels. And then they start getting into that fourth and fifth range and shit always seems to peter out where I want these guys, if they survive, I'm not, like I said, I'm not pussyfooting with them, but if they manage to survive, I want them to get up there to, you know, that ninth, 10th level. I want them to get, uh, get that name level and get some significant, uh, experience and power underneath their belt because, uh, I want to be able to, to play in that higher level, which I don't think it's done very much in, in fifth edition. It does. I mean, I mean, most of their stuff is, is built to go up to, I think 20th level. I'm not really sure, but, um, you know, the higher levels. And I want to have a BX game or just to know, you know, good old-fashioned OSR game that gets up into those higher levels and plays it. There's still been a big body count. There's, uh, there's no uh, denying that, but uh, um, I don't know. I think as gamers, a lot of times, I mean, I love the grind of the first level character. I mean, some of the funnest stuff there is. It really is. But, I mean, there's a lot of fun in fighting those mid-level creatures or having 
because there's different problems. Let's face it. There's just there's different problems that face you know a first through third level compare character compared to a fourth to sixth level character compared to a seventh to ninth level character. There they they face different issues or have different issues, whether it's in the di- in the dungeon or in town. And a lot of times. It comes more into role playing and into town because when you start getting to the higher levels, they're trying to establish themselves as something, you know, whether it's a church or a guild or a stronghold or or maybe they're you know building an inn or you know character or maybe they're trying to build their own community. Maybe they're trying to settle their own town, which is which uh, I've never had before, which would be kind of kind of fun where the low levels guys you you know you're scraping by you're trying to keep your your equipment up to grade improving your equipment uh, scraping by to, to find a few healing potions now and then and, and then at the mid level you're looking more towards you know uh, optimizing your magic weapons and still scraping by and trying to find healing potions, but you need a little bit better healing potions. And you're working more with higher power folks, so you're trying to kind of get your contacts set up and start dealing with higher end people. And and then by the time you're you know that name level, you're basically planting your foot in the ass of the campaign and saying, "Hey, this is mine. This is my territory now." And uh, but you're you're changing at that level. You're changing the face of the campaign, and dealing with all the and dealing with all the problems that come with that, because there's because status quo doesn't like to be challenged. So people will um, challenge <laughs> those who change it. It's a weird way to say it, but that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, and I guess that goes off the, I guess what the clear thing is, you know, I don't know. I went on a tangent there, but I think that was more my point for it. Cause I don't know. It, somebody, it's very hard to give advice about campaigns unless it's kind of generic. Cause when you get specific about stuff, uh, you're not, you're reaching less and less people, I think. And you're not really doing as very many people, now, giving examples of what you're doing in a campaign instead of, like, giving advice about it, I think is better. Like, for my clerics, like I've always said, I don't like clerics to be generic because if you have a pantheon of different gods with different personalities, with different aspects, with, uh, you know, different philosophies, why the fuck would a cleric be the same throughout all of those? It wouldn't be. My healing cleric isn't allowed to wear any armor at once. My cleric isn't allowed healing, you know, uh, healing cleric isn't allowed to choose any weapon they want. You know, they have a they're they're narrowed down. But for trade off of that, they they get a little extra um, bonus for healing spells and everything. And then, but my war cleric. Can wear any armor they want. Can use any weapon they want. And why shouldn't they? They're a war cleric. Why would they be... I mean, the whole blunt weapon thing, there was a reason for it. But it's not a good enough reason for me. So it gets kicked to the curb. Uh, 
Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense because my one war God, you know, if you get, if you, if you ever had the deities and demigods and you went through it and I always wondered like, you know, this God's favorite weapon is a sword. So why wouldn't his clerics use that weapon? Why wouldn't that be their weapon of uniform or whatever? And so I'm like, well, it can be. And now it is because I said so because it's my campaign. So, yeah. All right, guys, I guess I'm just rambling now. I'm home. I want to go inside and get something to eat. I got a headache again. Stupid headache. Stupid freaking headache in my head. Um, I'm hoping to get some writing done. Oh, okay. Um, Patreon. Patreon. Uh, Patreon update. I haven't done one of those a while. It's been a, it's been a killer month for me as in I've been getting killed. Uh, lost a lot of patrons, lost some pledges that happens in Patreon. You know, that's one of the things when you get a Patreon, you're always going to have that, that influx and exiting of folks and you have to be used to accept it and, and also not take it personal. Uh, you still want to do the best work you can for your patrons, but uh, don't take it personal if they have to leave for various reasons. Sometimes they, some people just they they uh, only intend to pledge for a short time. Some people, uh, their financial situation changes, which happens frequently. And so, sometimes people just want to they don't want to put their money towards anymore, and that's okay. Uh, and or maybe they don't like your stuff, and that's okay too. Hopefully, it's not too many, but sometimes. Uh, someone who was just like decide, ah, you know, I'm not digging this stuff anymore. I'm pulling out. Sometimes I, I change around things because I'll, as a pledger myself, and I think right now I pledge, I, I'm going to say it's almost 20 people now. Um, this is a pretty significant amount, but I'll switch it around some. I'll, I'll, I'll back somebody for a while and then I'll back somebody else. I try to keep a, kind of a limit on it, but I, somehow I, I put, the limit I had, I blew through a long time ago, but I still try to keep a cap on it so I can, because I want to support you guys. I mean, there's so many anchorites now with, with patrons or patron, patreons, and I, and I want to back as many as I possibly can. It's, it's important to me to do that. Even if it's at the buck level, I want to say, thanks guys. I appreciate your podcast keep going you know here's 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 a buck for i don't know you can go get seven months you can get, get a cup of coffee <laughs> just get, until you get like six other guys to join up but uh, also other thing that's happening with my patreon this month i have not did much haven't done much work on anything this month i've been kind of uh i wouldn't say slack and i've been working on other things really but i've got this one um adventure it'll be like a half sheet adventure map will be on one side the contents of the map will be on the other and it'll be laminated and uh i've been working on my hundred hirelings thing a little bit here and there trying to trying to bulk that up as much as i can and then lastly i uh, decided to upgrade upgrade my paper choice too uh for those Here's a little publisher printing tip for folks out there for whatever, what it's worth. Uh, the standard paper for a lot of folks is like, it's a 90 whiteness with uh, 20 pounds. 
which is your typical copier paper that you get in reams. The only problem with that is, is when I'm printing my adventures or anything really, and there's heavy print, like uh, dark space on the back, like the map, it, it's, it definitely, you can see through it and it makes it a little bit more difficult to, to read. And it, it's just, I don't know, it's just not as nice and, I, and the paper isn't as nice. So um, I went out and bought a whole case of uh, 24 pound paper and I think it's 98 whiteness. So what that'll do, it makes the, makes the pages crisper. So it makes it, makes it give her a feel because it's got that heavier weight and it's got, you know, that crisper, whiter feel to it and look. And then the bleed through is minimalized. I mean, there's some still here and there, but in general, it's it's almost eliminated. So I've upgraded that and I've kind of moved up to a little bit higher of a card stock just to give it a little bit more of a schlocky or slicky schlocky look to it. So that'll be coming out in the following months when I put out things. So but that's the end of my Patreon update. I hope everyone got this far. It's a long one for me. So, hey, guys, I appreciate you listening. Hope things are going well, as always. Um, hopefully you got a game. I lost my game. <laughs> but I'll find another one. All right, guys, take care. Roll better than me, and we'll talk soon.